0: Alison Little, a bestselling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Burnout Proof with Michael Levitt. Michael is the founder and chief burnout officer at the Breakfast Leadership Network, a San Diego and Toronto-based burnout media firm. He is an in-person and certified virtual speaker, a certified NLP and CBT therapist, a Fortune 500 consultant, and author of the new book, Burnout Proof. Plus, he seems like a very friendly and kind human being. So I think we're going to add that into your bio. Um, Michael, thank you you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Allison. Looking forward to our conversation today.
0: Absolutely. So you have all of these amazing professional accolades, which is awesome. Uh, Just tell us more about you as a person and kind of just let our launch listeners know about who you are and really what you're about
1: best way to describe me, I guess, these days, and I use this time to time, I'm a dual citizen. I grew up uh, just outside of Detroit and immigrated to Canada in 2004 and became a citizen in 2011. So I like to joke that I can vote and screw up two countries. And then, <laughs> then I leave it at that because I don't tell people who I vote for because half the audience would be mad at me. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to tell people who I vote for. We have more in common than we have different. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes people forget that. But we have a lot in common, but it's just finding those common grounds. But as far as me, you know, I've had such an interesting, obviously, career, but also life as well, because when you, you live in a different country, although Canada is not dramatically different than the United States, it still is. Uh, you, you get different perspectives on things, and I've learned along the way to you pick up on those cues and, and look to see you know, how can I serve and how can I benefit from being in whatever environment that I'm in? You know, what can I do to make things better for myself and, and for others? And being my baseline, it's really proved helpful throughout my life in a variety of the arenas and challenges that I've faced.
0: Hmm. Amazing. I love that type of mindset, right? Is how can I help? How can I serve? How can I show up and use like my strengths and abilities to show up for others? That's what we're all about, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. So what's your main passion or purpose in life?
1: My main purpose is to find freedom for myself and, and show others how to do it. And this isn't a sales pitch on, okay, if you buy this lot of land or this timeshare, you're going to be a multi-billionaire in six weeks. And it's nothing like that. But I find in all the adventures that I've done and all the things that I've been successful at and all the things that I've stumbled at along the way is ultimately comes down to having the freedom to be able to do what you want, where you want, and when you want. And when you have that, it just makes life so much easier. So my passion for myself is to Continue to move towards that. But also, a big time thing for me is spending time talking with people like you and, and talking on stages across the globe around burnout and why it's such a big, big challenge. And unfortunately, this pandemic has made it worse.
0: Absolutely. You know, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why I'm super excited to talk to you because you are an expert in a topic that I think is been talked about more in the last 18 months than it's probably been talked about in in decades prior, right? You know, burnout is a big topic for many companies and organizations and families right now, unfortunately. And so first off, let's, let's kind of describe or define what you'd say burnout is. So we kind of have a clear understanding of what that means.
1: Yep. Burnout is when you're physically, mentally, and physically drained. You're overwhelmed with life. Uh, your to-do list is longer than a CVS receipt, and if you have a CVS in town, you know what that means. Uh, it's just life is just overwhelming. Uh, you're not able to do the things that you like doing. You have no energy to do it. You have no motivation, uh, and when you stop doing things in life. It actually makes things worse. And that's something I see a lot with people that are burned out or are burning out is because they're working so much, they cut out other areas of their life that they enjoy doing because they're working so much, but that actually makes it worse than better.
0: Mm, good point. So to any of our listeners who are listening right now, and you're like, yes, burnout, that's who I am. And and you're saying, you know what, I probably shouldn't go for that date night, or I shouldn't go for the walk with my dog or playing with my kids. I just don't have time for it. Those are all the things that actually we should be doing and we should be spending time with, especially if you're feeling burned out. Because you know, in my own life, I find that those are the things that fill my heart with joy. And it helps me. You know, show up in a different way when I'm doing the work that I do.
1: It's important. And I know in many situations, possibly during this pandemic, you might be working in a role that you are working more hours than you normally do. My original career was in public accounting. I worked for a CPA firm for the first decade or so of my career. And tax season was always very busy, a lot of hours, long nights, worked on the weekends as well. But I still did things that I enjoyed doing. Um, Now, maybe I didn't go out every night. Maybe if I went out on a particular evening, I didn't go out as long. And that's that's the key tip is, okay, you might not be able to go and spend a couple hours out with somebody that you like spending time with, but maybe you can spend a half an hour or even an hour. Just that little snippet is going to rejuvenate you and kind of get you, okay, it's not too bad. And then you get back into the work routine and whatever you happen to be working on. Because even if you do it for 10 or 15 minutes, like that walking the dog situation, you know, okay, maybe we don't go for such a long walk. The dog's going to be okay if we go with a shorter walk for a couple of days. And then on the weekend, I'll, I'll take the puppy out for a longer walk um you know maybe or maybe not they will like that some dogs love going for walks some dogs are more like a dragging thing it's like you know they put on the parking brake and you can't quite move them um my, my 20 pound dog does that he goes from 20 pounds to 500 pounds all of a sudden it's like i can't move the little guy but eventually he budges but that's the thing it's you know, there's going to be busy seasons for all of us. And you know, a lot of people try to balance work and life, and you can't balance it. You have to harmonize it. You have to understand that there's going to be periods where work is going to be busier. You adjust it accordingly. You make sure you're taking care of yourself so you have the right energy to be able to do that work. And then also during your leisure time or your me time or your self care time, you know, whatever you want to call it, spending time doing that even if it's a shorter period of time is still beneficial.
0: That's a great point. You know, one of the things that I'm kind of reflecting on as you're talking about burnout and as I'm looking at the research really behind women in the workplace uh, in 2020, women have, you know, been hit the hardest, right? You know, more and more is put on their shoulders, you know, whether it's virtual learning, homeschooling, along with, you know, home responsibilities. And then on top of that, let's do work. So for people that are maybe women in the workplace who have all of these different balls that they're juggling, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, the thing is, and I know that's been a real big challenge because, you know, so many people were sent home When everything was shut down in March of 2020, including the schools. So here you are, you're a full-time parent uh, or your full-time work. And you're also a full-time parent, whether you work full-time outside of the office or not, you're you're always a full-time parent. That doesn't change. But you were also thrown into the, oh, congratulations, you're a school teacher now as well. And oh, your kids go to school the same time you normally went to the office how's this going to work? Well, obviously it didn't work very well for a lot of people and they had to juggle you know, all of those tasks and some did okay. Some didn't. I think a big thing is you have to set expectations for yourself and understanding that even though you want to be super parent or super mom, there's going to be situations where you're just not going to be able to do of everything. So there's going to be some shortcuts that you're going to have to take, or maybe step back and say, okay, we're only going to focus on this. When it came to the education component, I'm pretty sure every teacher realized, okay, this is such a weird situation. Let's just stick to the basics. Let's get the basic education, the tips, and education lessons we need to get those done. And we all try to do our best, which is natural. We all want to do really well. But unfortunately, you're trying to do 30 hours of work in an eight hour time span you're not going to. And we beat ourselves up and we get stressed about it. And we don't eat lunches or we eat something that is not nutritious. So we're not getting the right energy. So our body's drained. We're already drained from the stress. So now we're drained because we don't have the energy to deal with it, which just compounds and makes things Mm -hmm. even worse. Our children, let's not forget, they went through a pretty traumatic experience too. They didn't get to see their friends. They didn't go into the classroom. They didn't get to do all the things that they got to do. So there was a lot of stress involved with that as Well, and it's you know, the the key takeaway is understanding you're not going to be able to do it all, so focus on what you feel is really important to address, but make sure you take care of yourself first. Because if you're passed out, collapsed because you're fatigued and you're not able to do anything, well, you're not going to be able to help anybody anyway.
0: Mm, so good. And that's so true. You know, I think a lot of times what I'll say is if your cup is empty, you can't give anything to anybody else. And as a mom in the workplace who owns a couple businesses and I, and I tend to be pretty busy, you know, the, the time that I found I could actually pour into myself was early in the morning before everybody wakes up. And so if you're, you're a parent listening to this, a father or a mother, or, you know, a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle, and you're taking care of little people look for times when you can pour into yourself and so that you can start your day off in that right place because then it makes everything so much easier. And I like the idea of, you know, kind of lowering your expectations, right? We want to, we want to be Everything to everyone at all times. And I found myself having to lower my expectations, not in a way of, you know, I wasn't trying to do my best, but in a place of in order to do my best in all of these different areas, I need to lower what my expectation is and do that really well, right? Like if if it's, okay, my daughter needs to l- learn these letters so she can learn her sounds and then learn how to read eventually, that's what we're focusing on. Like, that's it, like we're good, right? And then for work, like really focusing in, and you talked about the time. I've worked part-time for pretty much my entire career and I'm able to really focus in on that one goal. And so let's talk about that of like giving yourself permission to like time block or to really focus in on the things that you're doing. Cause that has been like my biggest hack personally in getting a whole bunch done for work and then still being able to help my kiddos.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan of my calendar. If that was taken away from me, I would say I'll, I'll, I'll spare some oxygen. If you can (laughs) get my calendar back, I'll just hold my breath for periods of time. And then eventually Mm -hmm. hopefully not pass out scheduling and how you spend your time is so critically important for you to figure out how to accomplish more by doing less, quite frankly. And one of the couple tips real quick that I do uh, one, uh, a good colleague of mine, Virginia Muskie's taught me this a couple of years ago, and she said, color code your calendar and the self-care or the me time or the, you know, beneficial to you time you know, the nurturing yourself, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. make sure that you use your favorite color for those time blocks. And the reason being is our brains, if your favorite color is blue or green or whatever, your eye will catch that color a lot faster than any other color. If you're looking somewhere, you just you'll you'll naturally pick that up first. Because you pick your favorite color for your self-care time, you can look at your calendar for last week or next week or even this week, and you can squint and still see the colors. You don't have to look at the text. All you have to do is look at colors. And if you don't see enough of your favorite color, that's a problem. That means you're not mm-hmm. spending enough time on your self-care. So that's one thing that helps. And then, of course, you can adjust accordingly. So, okay, well, this week's going to be a little intense because of all the things I've got going on. Do I have some flexibility next week to maybe shift some things around to give myself you know, some extra time to do some of the things that is beneficial to me and you control your time. Okay. Yes. You might work for somebody you work a nine to five or 12 to eight or whatever type of shift you work, you still have time around that. And even in your work day, you, you do have some flexibility as long as you work with you know, your management and, and sort things out. The second component to it is do your best to batch like things together so mm-hmm. if you're working if you're working in spreadsheets some days and creating PowerPoint presentations for something else for another day or you're using different parts of your brain, so you look at your workload and all the things you get to do during a day or a week and try to batch those left brain and right brain things together so that way you're not switching back and forth you're still using you know both sides of your brain, but what you'll find or what I have found is you flow through things easier. You don't have to shift gears and go to something different. You know, like I'm like you, I get up in the morning pretty early and do, I've got a pretty stringent routine that I follow. Stringent may not be the right word, but it works for me. So I, it's an accountability thing for me. It's not to punish me. It's just, this is what I do and the prep work that I do and all the things to make sure that my mornings are successful and they start the day off right for me. And, you know a lot of things I'll do is you know geared towards the morning. So if I have to do a lot of analysis or spreadsheet work or anything like that, I do it in the morning because by the afternoon coffee's worn out uh, and I'm not going to drink any more coffee because that's not good for you. And I don't drink any of the energy drinks either because I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want that artificial. I want to be naturally energized with the foods and things that I consume. But I have my afternoons tend to be more for meetings, conversations, things like today was meeting heavy in the morning, a little bit different, but sometimes that's going to happen. You're not going to have this utopian schedule where everything fits exactly how you want it. Some days they're going to be a little bit different, but when you do that, it helps. And I have themes for all of my days too. So I know on a particular day what I'm typically going to be doing that day. So I don't have to guess like what's going to happen today. Well, I know what's going to happen today. I'm going to have meetings, podcast interview, follow-up phone call, you know, Mondays, because I speak for a living, I do a lot of research and reach out to event planners and follow-ups and all of that. Wednesdays are for my show. uh, I do a lot of interviews on Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. I don't schedule now. I Thursdays. I tend to leave open for if something comes up and earlier in the week and they need a follow-up. Okay. Let's chat on Thursday. I don't have anything booked. So I've got plenty of elbow room Mm -hmm. and Fridays. I tend to do my best not to book anything on them. Then that way three-day weekend. Every yes. week, uh, yes, and, and sometimes All of that.
0: everybody listen to what he just said. My Michael said something just amazing, and we have been doing that in our lives too. My husband and I, every week that we possibly can, is having that three day weekend, uh-huh. and it's a game changer. It's really yeah. a game changer. It, Isn't it? It
1: is. It, it, it was such a huge thing and it wasn't that big of a shift. Now, does that mean I don't do something on Friday? No. Yeah, but exactly.
0: You can be flexible to that.
1: You can be flexible, but I try not to. I hold myself accountable. No, you're taking the day off. Now, if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or you know, working for somebody else, it doesn't matter. When you have that extra day off that's not allocated anything other than just not working, it's natural for your brain to say, but you need to work on this. Well, what about this? Okay. Well, that's when you keep a pen and paper nearby and you jot these ideas down. If you want, outline it out a little bit and say, okay, I've documented it. I'm going to go back to it next week or in a couple of weeks, and then I'll work on it, but I'm not going to do it today. And then when you do pick it up, you've already got an outline that you framed out just because your brain was going, I need to do something. Okay, fine brain, we'll do this. And that's one of the hacks that I use when ideas come to me when I'm off and I, I took... You know, a couple months of the summer off of doing things, and boy, my brain had all kinds of things come up, so I journaled the heck out of it. I'm like, okay, I'll look at that in the fall, I'll look at it in the fall, and then. I pulled out the journal and started looking back at those things. Oh, good. Some, you and yeah, I, I think
0: like each other, Michael. I, I know. Think the same thing. And isn't it amazing? I don't know if this works for you, but as I give myself that space to just, to just be right, like I don't have anything specific that I'm working on it in that space, the ideas flow, the, you know, the solutions come to me, especially, you know, I find if I'm, I'm stuck on something. Maybe I'm like trying to work towards something or come up with a solution or create something new. I go and I take a break and I go and maybe take a day off, maybe go for a walk, go play, completely something different. And that's when that idea hits me of, oh my gosh, that's what I need to do. Or that's what it looks like. Is that how it works for you too?
1: Definitely. And there's a reason for that is because when you are in a relaxed, healthy state, clarity exists.
0: Mm. And that's when
1: you have the clarity to see things, pattern recognition, Um, you recognize solutions to problems that you've been trying to solve for a long time. When you're in it, sometimes it's difficult, not always, but sometimes it's difficult. And McKinsey and company, the consulting company did a a survey or a study not too long ago. And they were talking about sleep patterns and executives, although it's applicable to every level of Mm -hmm. work. Uh, But they said, you know, a lack of sleep impacts your cognitive ability, your relationships, uh, your ability to recognize patterns, to see things, to problem solve. It has a huge ripple effect. And the lack of sleep is such a big component to why people can burn out just because they're not giving their bodies a chance to rest and recover. And it Mm -hmm. just starts to snowball and gets to be really problematic for people.
0: For sure. That's awesome. So give yourself a break. I love that. Uh, so, tell us a little bit more about your book,
1: Burnout Proof. Yeah, I, I, it came to me. You know, I have my own burnout journey, which I'll I'll share really quick. You know, back in 2007, I was a healthcare executive and worked really, really long hours, basically 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week for two years. And I didn't take oh. care of I didn't take care of myself. Um, I wasn't getting any exercise. My nutrition plan pretty much breakfast, lunch, and dinner was ordering food through a microphone and driving around the corner and picking it up and getting handed a brown bag. I'll let you figure out what kind of food that was okay. um, and just was stressful quit doing things in life that I enjoyed doing and then It all came to a crashing halt in a period of 369 days. So May 2009 to May 2010, the following happened to me. I had a heart attack that should have killed me. 17 weeks later, I lost my job during the Great Recession. A few months later, my car was repossessed. And then finally, in May of 2010, uh, my home was foreclosed.
0: Oh my gosh, Michael. All
1: all those things happened in a year. And all those things happened because I was burned out. Mm. And after surviving all of those. I mean, each one of those losses are doozies, you know, a heart attack. And I was 40 at the time. and not, That's not good. And of course, losing your jobs and ever fun and having the bank take away your car and your home, not exactly on the top of everybody's bucket list, that's for sure. But I survived all those things and realized, okay, I'm getting a second chance here. What am I going to do with it? And did all the work that I needed to do and got a new job, moved, new place, all the things that needed to be done and rebuilt my life. Now, I, I want to frame this really quick. 99% of people that are burned out do not need to reinvent their life. They don't. I got to make a couple adjustments here and there. It'll make a big difference. In my situation, I had to because the way I was living was not sustainable for sure. Um, but that led to a whole series of things and learned about burnout and took care of myself and got better and realized how what the signs of burnout were and how to stop them and the deeper work in preventing how burnout can happen to you ever again. And then started doing work and launched my business. And then I thought, okay, I need to come up with something that is a really quick guide to guide people on what burnout is, what are the signs, what can you do to stop it? And then of course, the deeper work is figuring out what did I do to create the scenarios to burn out? Because that's what happens. We get ourselves in situations to allow burnout to happen. And sometimes that's a tough pill to swallow, but we are the cause of it. And we have to make different choices and approach things differently. And we can help prevent having burnout in our lives. So, you know, I put it together in the book and released it and it's done really well. And again, speak across the globe uh, on stages virtual over the last couple of years, but next year I get to speak on real stages in front of real people. This is going to be exciting. so
0: good. I can't wait for you to do that. Cause it's really, really good. I promise you.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've been toying with the idea of getting this cardboard zoom thing and kind of holding around and talk to people on stage while holding it. So <laughs> So, they, see it, they see me in a screen, but what I look like? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm real. <laughs> yeah, <Just get> toss <laughs> it to the sides, like oh wow, real stage. Wow, there's like real people here. Oh, exactly. Beautiful
0: yeah. thing. And where I live in Wausau, Wisconsin, um, we're pretty open, and I mm-hmm. was able to host a conference and have live people there and just that that feeling. I mean, we could have not said anything and just stood there and yeah. everybody was so happy. You realize how much that that human connection matters, I think, in that space, right? It's just being yeah. with people is beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's the beauty of conferences and events is just a gathering of people and that's what we're designed to do. And I'm thankful for Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all the other mm-hmm. platforms that are out there because it did allow us to at least stay somewhat connected. Uh, during this pandemic. But I think, you know, getting back out there and and seeing people face to face, I think at least for the next couple of years anyway, uh, is going to be really refreshing and, and nurturing to all of us. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, one of the questions I ask everybody are, what are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level?
1: For me was number one was investing in myself. And prioritizing my self-care first. Now, some people may say that's being selfish. Okay, sure. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself first because if you don't, then how are you going to take care of anybody else? Uh, That was the biggest thing for me. It was just investing in myself and learning more about me and figuring out how to be the best version of me. And then the second thing is just give myself permission to try different things, explore. Even in my diverse career, you know, I did a lot of different things, but just you know, in the last ten years, you know, I've explored and done different things, and eat different foods, learn how to cook foods, learn how to just acknowledge nature and be outside in it, and notice the leaves changing, and mm-hmm. and you know, being from the Midwest, I I know what's coming, and in Wisconsin, definitely gets that stuff that falls yeah. on the ground in yes. the winter time. We we know all about that. Um, And, you know, while I, sometimes I'm not happy about it, but I recognize it's part of the whole nature thing. And there's something about it that, you know, you can embrace it as well. Uh, So I enjoy, I enjoy all the seasons for sure.
0: For sure. Isn't that awesome? Wonderful. Well, I just am so grateful for the work that you do and how you found your passion and your purpose to help serve others with burnout. And I'm so grateful that you are sharing that in such a big way, right? And I think this message needs to be heard by everybody. Everybody needs to know it. Everybody needs to put themselves first and sorry for the way that you had to find out about it, but I'm grateful that you have taken that and you've moved forward with it. So thank you so much. How do people get a hold of you, Michael?
1: Best way to find me, go to breakfastleadership.com. There's all kinds of resources and links to different things. I've got my show, The Breakfast Leadership Show, that's on all the major platforms. I'm on a good chunk of the social media channels just under B Fast Leadership. So the letter B and then Fast Leadership. Don't put that on a license plate, by the way, um, or hashtag Breakfast Leadership. Good way to find me there too.
0: Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Michael, so much for sharing your wisdom about burnout. To all of our listeners, share this. Just do it. Just share it with whomever you think. Share it with your network. Share it with your colleagues and your friends. Share it with your clients and customers because burnout is real. And if we can help share this message of self-care and helping us understand ourselves a little bit better and giving ourselves that freedom, it'll change things. And so thank you so much to Michael for sharing his amazing wisdom. And thank you to all of our launch listeners. You guys are awesome. So grateful for you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the launch podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.